Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Welcome, everyone, to SI Media with Jimmy Traina. Thank you so much for listening. We have an old train of thoughts edition with Sal Akata coming up for you. Figures post-Super Bowl, pass on a guest, and, you know, an in-depth interview like we usually do, and just talk about Super Bowl Sunday and a couple of other things. It's not just about Super Bowl Sunday, the conversation with Sal. We'll get into some other things, but obviously heavy focus on the Super Bowl as we wrap up the NFL season. A couple of things. I tweeted this. If you saw it, I asked, you know, give me some podcast guest suggestions now that the NFL season is over. A lot of you sent in some great suggestions on Twitter, but I want to ask here, since you guys are the listeners, if there's anyone you want me to have on and, you know, don't be afraid to go out of the box, hit me up on Twitter, send me an email and uh, send me any guest suggestions you may have for the pod now that we uh, have wrapped up the NFL season. Obviously, I'm going to have some NBA people on as we get deeper into that season. So, you know, you don't have to say, you know, Mike Breen or Jeff Van Gundy or Kevin Harlan. I'll I'll try to have all those people on. Um, But if you have any other suggestions, hit me up. All right. Before we get to uh, Sal and the All Train of Thoughts podcast, just a reminder, we've had a great run of guests in recent weeks. If you've missed any of those episodes, I want you to listen to them. Subscribe to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. Jim Nance, who called the Super Bowl, was on last week. Brian Curtis from The Ringer, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, all recent guests. So go into the archives. If you missed any of those, give them a listen. If you're a new listener, check those out. Subscribe, rate, and review. All right, let's get to it. Big conversation about Super Bowl Sunday, all the uh, topics, you know, super uh, overtime, halftime, Romo, Nance, a bunch of other stuff, and uh, other topics right now with Sal Licata on SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. All right, here we go. All Train of Thoughts edition with my buddy Sal Akata from WFAN Radio and SNY TV. 
in New York. I wanted to just, you know, be able to riff on the Super Bowl, not do like an interview with a guest this week. So we'll uh, we'll do a little post Super Bowl discussion, touch on some other things with Sal. Sal, you how gonna, are you? you good. You going to mention the text that we exchanged during the Super Bowl? We exchanged many texts during the Super Bowl, didn't we? Which one are you specifically referring to? You know which one I'm specifically. <laughs> you could say, well, don't say it, but give me a hint. Give me a hint because I don't remember. Had to I do next- with, uh, had to do with uh, Taylor Swift's best friend, I think. Blake Lively. Yes. What? Oh, I know what I said. Yeah, let's. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any. Well, l- so let me start with this because I was going to bring this up later, but I'll start with this. I mean, getting old, it's it's amazing how many bad things there are about getting old. It's really just horrific. And when you're younger, you make fun of old people. You think old people don't know what, and it's all like, it's so bad. I had never heard of, wouldn't know if, her if she fell on me, Ice Spice. Now, were you familiar with this individual before Sunday? You want to know something? I had heard of her, and I don't know why or how. But I feel like I'd seen her before. She must have been in some show or something. I don't I don't know where I saw her. I, I couldn't name you a song, but for some reason I was aware of who she is. I had no clue. Blake Lively I knew, because I'm a big fan of I I mean, I wasn't a fan of what was going on at the game, but I'm I'm a big fan of Blake Lively. But I um, to, to be honest with you, until you texted me that, I had no idea who the fuck she was. And I know who Blake Lively is. I didn't know that that was her. She looked totally different to me. And I just assumed she was just one of Taylor's friends. I didn't know that it was Blake White. Right, right, right. Yeah, I had never heard of Ice Spice. Still don't know, like, what Ice Spice is, but she was a big deal during the game because they had to show Taylor 5,000 times. So, um, the game itself, everyone seems to have opinions on Romo, Nance, this, that, the other thing. Were you able to listen? And f- I know you were with people. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on the broadcast? Yeah. My one thought was that I felt like, and and now maybe this isn't accurate and it's just based off of the stuff that I read, but I felt like the bosses at CBS neutered Tony Romo. All for the comments that said, like, we don't want him to be as excited. I felt like Tony Romo was aware and was, was a toned down version of who he is, which I think is, a huge mistake. I thought he was fine. I didn't have any right. issues with the broadcast. But if you watch Tony Romo regularly, that wasn't him. He was they, – they conformed what makes Tony Romo so great, his personality. You don't want that? Then don't hire the guy. But that's what he is. Right. You can't constrict him. He was absolutely toned down for the beginning of the game. I thought we got the regular Tony Romo fourth quarter in overtime. Now, also, the fourth, the first half was a complete dud. Stunk, yeah. I mean, I was in the first half. I, I I may have texted you. I was like, "Get me to curb." I just want to watch yeah. curb at this point. It was horrible. It was. And then it I was think a brutal first half. Just yeah. Boring. And I thought Tony was fine too until the overtime when nobody knew anything about what was going on in overtime. And it wasn't just Tony. The fans didn't know what the rules were. The players didn't know what the rules were. Fowler, Chris Fowler, did the game for ESPN Australia. He didn't know the rule. Tony didn't know the rules. It, it's amazing. The entire season is on the line in one game and nobody knows the rules with the clock it's crazy because at one point tony said the niners win the toss they get the ball everyone knows mistake fine 
They go down the field and they have a third down and Purdy misses a touchdown pass that they would have easily gotten if Chris Jones didn't get through to mess up Purdy. Mm -hmm. And Tony starts with, well, that was for the Super Bowl. That was for the Super Bowl. It wasn't for the Super Bowl, Tony, because the Chiefs get the ball. So it wasn't for the Super Bowl. Because in the regular season, if you score a touchdown, the game's over. Right. The Niners score a touchdown there. The Chiefs still get the ball. And then he confused everybody saying it's like the end of the first quarter with the clock. He wasn't, it just, it was a lot of confusion. And all you needed to say was, this is the issue the NFL has. The game clock in overtime is irrelevant and does not matter. The only thing that matters is the play clock. The game clock is irrelevant because what's relevant is each team gets a possession no matter what. So that's where Fowler exposed himself for not knowing the rule because what he did on his broadcast was on the last play, he goes, 10 seconds, clock is ticking. Chiefs have two timeouts. 10 seconds doesn't matter because if the clock runs out, they're still going to be able to continue the drive. They just go to the other end of the field. I think it's crazy in the Super Bowl. Nobody knows the rules. And I'm not blaming well, anyone. I don't know if I knew them, but I'm, but you have announcers who don't know them. Fans don't know them. And I tweeted, I bet half the players don't know them. And the next day, all the Niners said they didn't know the rules. I When I first saw the graphic go up that, say, that said, this is going to be the first overtime with the new rules. And I was like, no, it's not. The Falcons and Patriots went into overtime and the Patriots had a score touchdown to win. And they did on that first possession. I right. forgot that they changed the rule. Okay, now I'm somebody... You, you know, and everyone else. Yeah, right. But I totally forgot that they changed that rule based off of the Chiefs and Bills right. game a couple years ago, whenever that was. Right. Then, as the clock is winding down at the end of overtime, I'm sitting there thinking, huh, I wonder what happens here. Do they restart another overtime? I didn't know what the fuck was going right. on. So right. I had no clue. And we watch right. the games all the time. Now, they right. should have explained it. You're right. But it was... It was bizarre to me until they finally said, which was probably right before that last play, time doesn't matter. I think Tony said, like, time doesn't matter here, Jim. The timeouts don't matter because right. it just goes to a new quarter. So essentially, it was like a first quarter. He knew that Tony knew the time, but ex- confused everyone with his first quarter analogy. Where he got, where he did mess up was when he said, um, this is for the Super Bowl when the Niners had the ball. Right. So, you know, it was, it was rough. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. And I feel for Nance and Romo in this situation. It's hard to get into and explain the rules when it's overtime of the Super Bowl. You've got to focus on what's going on on the field and call it. You know, if this is the Titans against the Jaguars in overtime in week six, yeah, you can sit there and explain the rules and go in depth. But here you can't. You've got to call the plays. They could have explained it more clearly, I guess, before it got down to that. Right. You know, and also get into the decision like – the decision to take the ball, I never thought twice about it. Like it's take right. the ball, and I still, I still believe that. I know it's a whole nother. Wait, you think the Niners should have taken the ball? I do, I do oh. think that for for many reasons, but but like it, it's at it's the very least, it's a talking point that they ignored. Like they didn't talk about that. So well, no, I think Tony. No, Tony said he was shocked. He was he, Tony said he was surprised the Niners took the ball. He did. They didn't oh. lay again. It's like the rules. They don't have time to get into it. It was a okay, one line right. where he said, you know, I, I, you know, why do you think they should have taken the ball? Because I still believe as somebody who was rooting. Now, I did not have a cent on the game, not a box, not a yeah, fantasy player, not a yeah. dollar. It was actually enjoyable to watch it in its purest form. So I and I, I found myself, even though I thought the Niners were going to win, I found myself rooting for the Chiefs. So from a Chiefs backer 
now I thought the mistake that Kyle Shanahan made was kicking the field goal. Like, how stupid can you be? Go for the touchdown because you know you have to give it to Mahomes anyway. Go for the touchdown. If you don't get it, you don't get it. But kicking a field goal is not going to do any good there. So that's where I disagree with him. But if you take the ball and you score, all the pressure is on them. Yeah, they get fourth down uh, to go for it on fourth down. Fine. But any mistake, a fumble by Pacheco, a non-conversion on a fourth down, an interception – that's it. Game is over. You're done. Yeah, but it, but it, it works both sides. I mean, if you remember, on that first play of overtime, it looked like the Niners were going to turn it over. There was like a, I don't right. was it, you know, they do that well, the game. They had a third and 15 or something that was converted on a holding call, right? Yeah, 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 right. yeah, right, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but still, but if, they, if the Niners made a mistake, now, as much as we know the game likely would have been over, it's not officially over. You can make a mistake and still live to play defense and hope that maybe they missed the field goal. You don't know. The, de- right. the, the the finite nature of just knowing, like, holy shit, any little thing that goes wrong here, if you're down 3 nothing, down 7 nothing, it's over. So I, I like the idea of putting the pressure on them. Now, the problem is that Mahomes is the— There's no pressure, right. Well, but it's, it's, it's Mahomes. So, like, right. in a normal circumstance, I don't think it would be a big deal taking the ball first. But with Mahomes, it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't anyway. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't agree, but— you know, well, all so. right, but think about it. Play it out the other way. Chiefs, you, you're kicking the ball. You're giving it to Patrick Mahomes. You're asking to be down 7 nothing, and then you have to go the length of the field or whatever perfectly just to get a touchdown to hope to match. Like, that's not a good spot to be in either. Well, I, you, I think you want to be in the spot where you know what you have to do. Like, because the Niners kicked the field goal there, the Chiefs know, all right, touchdown, we win. They, they, we're playing for a touchdown here. But that also, was the mistake, kicking the field goal. I See, I'd rather be up 7 nothing with them having all the pressure on it than down 7 nothing and me having four downs to go. Like, I want up 7 nothing. let my defense go well, to work, let them go to the length of the field to beat me. I, li- I like the idea of you kick it off, and then you know either, like you said, they converted a third and 15 on a holding penalty. They don't convert that. They got a punch. So now you know, okay, any score here, we win. Or you know, okay, they kicked the field goal. All we need to do, field goal, we tie, the game continues. Or touchdown, we win. I mean, you know, I like knowing what the options are. That's why right. I would always kick off there. Right, but but think about if you kick the ball to Mahomes and they go down, you're likely going to be down 7 nothing. That, well, then you know that that's you know why that's good because then when you have the ball and you score, then you know you better go for two. Well, you don't have to. I mean, you, you, no. I mean Reed said you, he would. You, you go for two, you win the game, you win the Super right, Bowl. Right, but 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 also knowing that like any mistake you make, you're done. So I I don't know. I just like the idea of being up. I'd rather have the pressure on them. And now Mahomes is going to beat you one way or another, so it doesn't really matter. Right. But I'd rather have the pressure on the opponent. So I don't think it was that big of a deal taking the ball. It takes. It takes a lot for me to like get affected by a, a sports injury. Like I don't want to sound callous, but like we're numb to it. We watch these games every single Sunday. We see guys get hurt every single Sunday. You have that reaction like, oh, that's terrible. You know, Joe Burrow got hurt. It was, you know, it's horrible and this, that. The Dre Greenlaw thing was one of the worst things I've ever seen. And Super Bowl, Super Bowl blows out his Achilles sprinting onto the field after a kickoff. I was rattled for five minutes. I felt so bad for that guy. Terrible. I couldn't put the, I just, I had like a reaction. Like this is horrific. Yeah. Nice job. I, mean, I give CBS credit. They had the, which, you know, they had the video coming out of the commercial. It was just unbelievable. 
you can't even say like, oh, well, you know what? That's the nature of the beast. That's a sport. It's right. not. That's just like, what do you chalk that up to? Right. Like at least when it happened to Aaron Rodgers, he was run- he was getting chased for a sack. This guy's running on the field after a kickoff. Yeah, brutal. That was that was horrible, horrible. Um, any other, you know, Usher? Any thoughts? I thought it was a horrible over uh, halftime show. Here, here's Look at what- you coming out with all the takes. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, like. I like Usher. I like the music. I was bored by that halftime show. Thought it was stupid. Now, again, I love Alicia Keys. I love Usher. Don't get me wrong. I was not. I couldn't believe that people were like, oh my god, this is the greatest halftime show ever. Like, come on. My biggest issue, and this really shows that I'm getting old, and I understand that, but at least I'm aware of it. I like they got us. There's no reason why the game should start as late as it does. They got to start it earlier. You can't have the game ending. Started like right o'clock. before. I disagree. Uh, th- no. it, Eleven o'clock is fine. There's no. I have now, no issue with that. Who'd you watch it with? Who'd you watch it with? By myself. I can't watch. I have to listen. I my most important column of the year every year is the Monday after the Super Bowl because I review right. the broadcast. Is and I'm not trying to like do the dog thing like how dog had that rant, but like I can't. It kills me because my buddy Dave Lionetti has a Super Bowl party every year. I used to go to it every year. All my friends are there. And I had, once I started doing the media thing, I had to stop going because I have to listen to every word Nance and Romo are saying. Understood. I have to write about then, it. And I'm taking the, notes during the game. Understood. But you're in the minority, obviously. Right, right, and right. The majority of people are going to parties. They have right. work the next day. And they have kids like my niece and nephew were over and they, like – if you're trying to grow the game, you know, Goodell cares about growing the game in Brazil, Brazil and Germany more than he does here because well, if you have kids that you want to be into it, don't you want them to see the end of this great game? No, no, I get that. But the issue is the game went to overtime. If the game doesn't go to overtime. It's ending at, you know, 10 it's 15. Still, yeah, it's still too late anyway. I, well, but let me ask you something. Seriously, it's the Super Bowl. Millions and millions of people are going to be watching it anyway. What's the harm in starting it at 5 30 or 5 o'clock? Because here's the crazy thing about this. The ratings are highest the later it goes. It was at its peak at 11 o'clock? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's the way it always works. They're never going to change it. But the very least, then they should have the next day be off. I, well, they're good. Yeah, I mean that's a whole other issue. There's people say play it on Saturday. There's people say play it on President's Day weekend. I mean there are solutions. Um, but you know, I to me, I trucked it up to the game went to overtime, and that's why it ended so late. I was pissed. I yeah. missed Curb. <laughs> Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you watch any of the pregame? Um, minimal. Couldn't, couldn't I- tell you anything about it. I, I didn't see the pregame, but I will say I did see it at one o'clock. They had that show on the NFL today called You Are Looking Live. Oh. I cannot recommend it enough. It was so freaking good. Now, for some reason, okay, here's 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 the cherry on top of the goddamn Sunday. So for some reason, in this streaming world where everyone likes to tell me all the time, streaming's the future, stream, you're old, who has cable, you're a loser, fuck you with cable, streaming, streaming. It's not on Paramount Plus. G- explain that to me. So how could I watch it if I missed it? It's going to be on CBS Sports Network Friday at either 5 or 6 o'clock. I forgot. It's either 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. on Friday. So, why? Okay, why? Like, why is it on demand somewhere? I don't know, but it's not on Paramount Plus, so I would imagine it's probably not on demand. What are you doing, sanitizer? Yeah, I got why my face need- is all itchy from the stupid makeup I was just wearing. Sal Sal did his radio show today, dressed as Doink the Clown, WWE superstar Doink the Clown, and he just. Ended the show, took off his makeup, and did this, and now you see him playing with hand sanitizer. But yeah, we lost, every- we lost our our uh, football bets. That was the the risk. That's why I don't game anymore. I lost my shirt this year, not only uh, financially but uh, my dignity as well. So I'm dressing up as a doink the fucking clown suit to do a show. Dignity isn't half as bad as losing your shirt. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, the. I lost a five-leg parlay last night because I needed Bradley Beal to get 15 points, and he blood his hamstring in the first quarter. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> but anyway, you are looking live. It's on CBS Sports Network Friday. It's either 5 or 6 o'clock. Check it. it I can't tell you how good it was. Brett Musburger, um, the Jimmy the Greek stuff. There is an amazing piece of footage of Bill Parcells giving Jimmy the Greek a pep talk after he got fired for the racial comments. I cannot stress this enough. You got a DVR. Okay. I Uh, definitely want to watch it. The problem is I wish I could just watch it on demand somewhere. Here's, here's, let me go in reverse now too. I know I, I, I was checking Paramount plus it's not there. I emailed CBS. 
Let me go backwards though about you talking about starting the game earlier. Mm-hmm. Most watched Super Bowl of all time, 123.4 million people. 115.1 watched last year's Super Bowl. So more than eight million more eight million more people watched this year's Super Bowl than last year's. Now, obviously, you have overtime in Taylor Swift, but that's why the NFL is never going to make the change the time of the game. Right, but but hasn't it always been this time? Yeah, it's always been this time. Right, but what? But I mean, what's the harm in like, the numbers have gone up? So they always haven't been great. They've gone up consistently. I just still don't understand the the harm. But, because in, like, he, if you're if Roger, this is what Roger Goodell would say to you. We just had 123 million people watch a Super Bowl. It's the most watched Super Bowl of all time. Why would I change what time it starts? Right. Right. No. Well, well, how about this? I got an idea for you, Goodell. Why don't you play the Super Bowl in Germany in a couple of years and see how that works? Forget New Orleans or Miami or Vegas. Go play it in Brazil. And then maybe people will be into it. Well, I'm I don't so, know. If I'm make... Honestly, I'm so sick of the NFL knowing that they have everybody. But then I see my young nephew who loves Mahomes who can't stay up for the game. He's passed right. out at 1030. Like, but he doesn't matter because he doesn't have any money. But the people in Brazil and Germany uh, do. Yeah. How old is your nephew? Ten. In about five years, when he discovers DraftKings, he'll stay up for the game. Yeah, right. I'm going to tell um, him. I'm going to teach him not to stay away from the sports stuff. Goodell what, doesn't care about you. You uh, don't care about him. How is the no betting going? Actually, well, I didn't think I was going to be able you, to survive. Did you it. miss it at all on Sunday? No. So the the last game that I actually bet on, like individually bet on, was. Um, what the hell? Chiefs Dolphins. Miami, Kansas City. Yeah, yeah I, I know that. I knew that night. I know that night very well. That Saturday night. So yeah. I, it was very difficult for me the next day because the next day was a two game Sunday. There was Packers and Cowboys was one of them. Um, and then the following week got a little bit easier. Um, and then I like I, it got easier as I've gone on. And then even me, like, I'm like, I don't want to bet, but it's the Super Bowl. And I was talking with some of my friends. Should we do like a prop thing or whatever and then i didn't and it was great no boxes no nothing and i got to watch the game in its purest form i wasn't you you don't realize how much it skews your view of a game when you're rooting for debo samuel to go over the rushing yards or travis kelsey to get five catches or whatever like i know why people do it and i understand it believe me but it also skews the way you watch the game one thousand percent you're so reformed already I'm just telling you that I, I mean, I grew up loving football, not because I was betting on the games, right. because I love the sport and I watch the games, you know, rooting for my team or whatever. It's, we've gotten so far away from that. It's, well, it you was, have speak for yourself. No, no. I think that a lot of people have gotten away from it with, I mean, come on, whether it's fantasy, whether it's boxes, oh, you know, I need them to make this extra point so I can have my, you know, six in the pool. Like it just changes everything. So I, I'm glad I enjoyed it. And there was aggravation free. I didn't get pissed off that the Niners blew the cover or lost the game. I didn't get bothered by uh, the missed field or the missed extra point. None, none of it bothered me. It was great. All right. I had the Chiefs, so I got annoyed at you know the the fumble on the. Yeah, but, you know, the majority of the game, the majority of the game, still, were aggravated. I can still watch and analyze the game, but um, I I I, I do th- what I do think is happening is. I mean, listen, you have the people like you who you're saying that the gambling skews how you watch the game. I think 
There are people like me who use the gambling as an enhancer, but I think I, I think I'd still focus and lock in on analyze a game while I'm betting it. But I think what's happening now is I think you have not a little. I think you have tons of people who just watch the game because they're betting it. Right. And and aren't watching it for the game. Right. Because they don't bet aside. They're watching it. So Kelsey goes over his yards. Right. Or whatever. But uh, that's Brock fine. Kirby they're allowed to do game. that. Yeah, no, no, to each his own. And I'm not saying yeah. I would never bet on a game, and I'm not saying I look down on that. But I am saying that I got caught up in the fantasy aspect of it and the gambling aspect of it, and I didn't think I was going to be able to get out from that. And right. I did, and it was enjoyable to watch that game without any action on. So next week, I mean, next week, next season, week one, will you bet the NFL or you're done for good? I don't know. Okay. Um, like I said, I don't think I'm ever – you know, you do it, though, in a way where it's healthy. I do it in a way where it's unhealthy. That is so true. I don't know. My way of, of gambling from now on, like if we were to get together and watch games, right. I want to treat it like it used to be if you go to Vegas. Like you you right. used to not be able to bet sports for the most part, obviously, right. unless you went to Vegas or you go, you know, and then, you, then you're there and you bet certain things. I want to treat it like that. If I'm away with my friends for a weekend or you and I are hanging out and we're watching the games together, then maybe I throw some money on it to enhance the, the viewing a little bit. That's, That's what I, I'll tell you. I do that now for March Madness. So I don't watch one second of college basketball during the regular season. I, I just, it fell by the wayside. I think the games are atrocious. I think the quality of the game is beyond awful. And I'm not watching college basketball when the NFL and the NBA are going on. It's just not happening. But every March, I meet my buddy Diesel and I bet every game. So. And then I'm done after those two days. So, um, I do. I haven't done boxes in probably like 15 years. I do miss the boxes. Sometimes I, you know, I get all. I'm like, yeah, the boxes are fun, but I never for do March them because, Madness or for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Oh, okay, I was gonna say, but I don't want to bet the boxes because I'm rooting for my regular wagers. So I don't want to. I don't want. That's why I gave up fantasy football. I don't want the conflicts. Bingo. That's exactly right. And right. a lot of people, and I know myself included, I used to have it all. Like doing doing fantasy, and I still do a fantasy team, and I, I might still do that, but fantasy, straight bet, Super Bowl, you do the boxes, it's too much. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What did you eat during the Super Bowl? Not what, not what not I don't want to know. I don't want to know what was there. I want to know what you ate. I ate a lot of chips and dip. I ate wings. I ate um, M&M's, um, Carvel, the football cake, Carvel football cake with crunchies. Got to have the crunchies. I did have a slice of pizza. What an animal. Yeah, dude. No, I was. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a normal meal or do you treat yourself? No, no. I had, uh, what did I do? I had Chinese food before the game started. Chinese food before the game started. And then during the game, I had some... Okay, so we talked about the best potato chips a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. I had one thing during the game that I snacked on. The single best pretzel on the market is the Utz pretzel stick. Huh. Rod, pretzel rods. Pretzel rods. Okay. I mean, just loaded with like 87 pounds of salt. I'm still like <laughs> bloated from it. <laughs> but those are the best. Yeah. I like a rolled gold. I like a rolled gold. But the Utz pretzel rods are the single best pretzel on the market. I'm not a big pretzel guy. Certain spots, yes. I like the pretzel rod. I don't know why I had. I think I think I. I don't know why I ate those, but that's what I decided to eat that in the Super Bowl. Um, Did you watch Curb? I did. I watched it last night. Yeah. Okay. So there's going to be Curb spoilers here if you haven't watched it for this week. So this might be the time where you want to. Go to Apple, leave a five-star review, right? Jimmy's a great host, love the podcast, and then check out because there's going to be spoilers coming. I tweeted this, and I'm still trying to figure out how I feel. Like, is it totally genius that Larry is recreating this whole season to replicate the Seinfeld finale? Or is it like, there's part of me that's like, wow, Larry is so bitter, that everyone hated the season, the Seinfeld finale, which I actually liked. I'm like in the 1% of people liked it. And it's like, should he let it go by now? But he's literally recreating the finale of Seinfeld for this entire curbs. It's, it's part of it is like, it's genius, but I don't know. What do you feel? I I'm enjoying it so far. I'm not thinking too much about it. I do think I actually like the symmetry between the two. I mean, obviously he, you know, created that show as well. So, I, I I am enjoying it. I hope there is a Seinfeld uh, tie into it. I'm trying to think of the one scene. There were, I mean, obviously there were so many, but there was one that I was just well, like. Well, Larry has to use the bathroom in the store, but he didn't buy something. 
Right. Uh, we had that. Oh yeah, we maybe had... that was it. Where he, where he was he was spraying the. Oh God, we was yeah, washing yeah. his hands it, with the soap and trying to like get that air out there, dude. I, the whole thing was just that so was fun. good. Yeah, and then Susie doesn't want Jeff working on her birthday. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which was good. Yeah. The, the lawn jockey stuff, I thought that didn't. I didn't really care for that. You know, he was obviously trying to go for the Giuliani. Now, you don't pay attention to politics in any way, shape, or form. Did you understand the Giuliani thing and what was going on with the hair? No. Uh, oh, you didn't see? So you didn't even get that. There was a famous press conference a couple of years ago where Rudy Giuliani's face started melting. Uh, and okay. the, the just for men that was in his hair was melting all over his face while he was giving this press conference about how like the election was rigged or something or the voting booths, the voting machines were rigged. So that's what he was spoofing there. Okay. Yeah. I did um, not get that. No. Yeah. I didn't think you did. Um, but yeah, I'm curious, you know, I want to see if they're going to, you know, in the Seinfeld finale, they brought back every sort of cameo. I wonder if they're going to do that here. So I like that. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? I mean, it, it like it, I get so like I feel lost right now that football is over. I feel lost. I hate it. Um, I mean, I got so much stuff going on, so I don't know. I'll probably enjoy not having it there, but it is weird. It's always it's the same thing. It's a weird I, feeling. I, yeah. yeah, and. It really hits me after Championship Sunday. So by the end of the Super Bowl, I'm kind of used to it. Yeah. But it is bizarre to think like, oh, my God, I have nothing to do on Sundays now until September. Like, it's crazy. Right. As far as sports right. go. Well, base, pitchers and catches will report. March Madness will happen. WrestleMania will happen. I mean, The Rock is a heel. It's insane. They're booing him. But Rocky sucks. It's uh, unbelievable. What, so last week you said you found a house. Mm-hmm. But I heard I heard you on your radio show today talk about how stressed you are. So I hope there are no new developments. No, nothing negative. It's now okay. just like, oh shit! Like, you know, we, we had to have inspections and all that is good so far. And then we have to go set up like we want some work to be done. But it, like, it just doesn't end. Whether it's floors, paint, contractor, like all these different appointments. It, to go there and then have all them come in and give an estimate and then do it again with different people. Like it's overwhelming. And then thinking about the move. So that's what I'm in the middle of now. Do we still have yeah, a target I, date for the move? I, I matter of fact, I got to figure that out. Um, Cause we should have a closing. The closing date is supposed to be end of February okay. or around there. And then mm-hmm. the plan would have been to move in a couple of weeks after that. So some work could get done, but I, I don't know. Cause I got to talk to these people and see when they're available to do the work. And I would say we'll probably close on the house end of February, early March, probably move in third week or fourth week in March. You seem overwhelmed. It's a lot. Yeah. On top of work and other stuff going right. on. Like it's just, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> that was one of the thing I was going to bring. Oh, it was funny. I, um, I went on Twitter I guess it was Monday, I think. And I said, you know, football's over. Who would you like me to have on the podcast? Because during the football season, I go NFL heavy. I like to get all the play-by-play guys on, all the analysts on. You know, we have on Nance and Buck mm-hmm. and Greg Olson and Burkhart. And what someone said, 
And I said, who should I have on the podcast? Someone said, Sal's real estate agent. <laughs> so, oh right, so if, if Sal, if Sal's target is to move at the end of March, we can still milk this thing for like another six weeks. Oh God! You, the the probably for you the best for me the worst part is yet to come the move. Oh yeah, oh the yeah, the packing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, dude, we yeah. gotta. It's like I tell my wife, I'm like, you realize that we actually have to start, you know, like guess start doing some stuff here, right? We got we and, gotta start packing. We're gonna move. Like, uh-huh. there's a definitive. I don't know when it is, but it's coming in March. So like, yeah. we gotta get going. So that's what you I have. The actual move, which is a bitch. An right. absolute bitch. Then when you move, we'll have the internet's not working. The, right. the cable's not working. The neighbor wants to become friends with you. Wait, no. oh, what if the neighbors no. know you from the fan? No. Oh, no. baby. I'm yes. Out. I'm out. Not yes. talking to neighbors. Hopefully That's the look. guy from FAN. Oh, no. then he's going to come over. Sal, you know, the Mets, what do you think the Mets are going to do? No. Oh, I'm my not doing God. It. I'm not doing it. I am not talking to any neighbors. I want to be left alone. That's a big <laughs> reason why we're moving. <laughs> You know what I was telling? I was really stressing out because I'm like, man, we got to close down the stuff at one house, like the cable, the electric, right. all that stuff, right. and then get it rent back. Like, I don't even know what they have available in the new house. Could it be Verizon? Is it Optimum? So, I don't know. So that's stressing me out. Get Verizon. Verizon Fios is so good. Get yeah, it. I know you have it. I've been wanting that yeah. for a while, but it wasn't an option. I hope it, it is. Uh, the cars, because we're going from New York to Jersey, all that might have to be redone, which I don't want to do. I'll ride it out from New York license plates. I don't care until I get to... <laughs> Ticketed or something. I can't deal with it. Oh, I just hope all the people on your block are big WFAN listeners. No. Nope. They won't even see me. Popping in. How you doing, Sal? In the car, go to work. You believe the Mets blew work, you blew you believe the Mets blew that game last night, Sal? Oh yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right, we'll we'll milk this thing for a lot longer. That's the bottom line. All right, Sal. All right. Appreciate you coming on and uh, hang in there with the stress. Don't get too yep. stressed out. All right, we'll see All you next right. week. Take All right, talk to you later. All right. Bye. All right, my thanks to Sal Licata and uh, make sure you are subscribing to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. If you're not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button. And uh, if you missed any recent episodes, check them out in the archives. Jim Nance was on the podcast last week. Brian Curtis from The Ringer, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football, Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, all recent guests. So if you missed any of those interviews, check them out. Subscribe to the pod. Leave a review on Apple. All right. We'll see you next week. Stay safe and take care. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store.
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.